0: Hello, and welcome to the Mount Rushmore Podcast. I'm Jeff, and I'm joined by my good friends Richard Manfredi. Hello. And Michael Winfield. Howdy. These schmucks spend most of their time arguing with each other about stuff, mostly the Mount Rushmore of life, the things that best represent a certain topic. They want me to jump in and serve as judge, jury, and uh, a marriage mediator (laughs) and try to keep the peace when they decide who is right when they determine the best skateboarding
1: scenes in film and video. Which you schmucks thought of this? Uh, I did. Uh... Uh, the reasons will become very evident in a few minutes. <laughs> okay. As the
0: selector, you get to decide who starts. Are you going to start?
1: No, I think that Richard, as the visitor... Yeah, I go first. Oh, I yeah. get first I ups. I get last at back. first ups. God, more crappy
2: sports analogies. All over the place. So my first one is the uh, skateboarding scene from Back to the Future. Great.
1: Right. it's It's the number one... Uh, we're done right that's it All right. thanks everybody thanks Thanks for listening (laughs) this (laughs) is uh, please follow us on Facebook
0: (laughs) so you both chose it for reasons obvious but why did you both choose it
2: I mean any scene where the bad guys wind up getting a uh, truck full of manure dumped on them (laughs) is pretty much going to be on my list Uh,
1: I think I had it on here because I I think it inspired an entire generation of children to think that they could uh, grab onto the back of a truck (laughs) and just skate through town and no one would mind
2: yeah and also have the skateboard go underneath the car and then they can run on top of the car and jump on it like yeah. nobody's business. Yeah, have they ever done that in Mythbusters? Because I'm sure that ends with somebody falling like flat on their face every time. The physics just don't. I don't feel like they would
1: work. The The car would have to be so stable and the board would have to be perfect and. Uh, and not made out of just wood. I mean, I, I, I do like that we're arguing over the physics of a skateboard going under a car. In a time travel movie yeah. <laughs> That's and true And we have no
2: No trouble there But well, I love, Oh yeah that rip- <laughs> Well the physics The physics are It's 1.2 gigawatts We all know this it So we're good on that It's, cool, it's science it's, yeah. It
0: starts off As one of those Kid scooters That's made out of a crate That you only see In the little rascals Or Gang right. comedies And then turns
2: He transforms it Into a skateboard Yeah And breaks it And let's be honest He's yeah. not giving it back. He doesn't give it back To the kid He says he's going to Give it back to the kid He does and at like, the end of the cl- Does uh, he? Yeah, yeah Let's watch the scene Yeah let's go watch it And we'll go see Okay And you guys go watch it too this we're gonna have all the all the clips are going to be up on our uh website in the show notes so go to mtrushmorepodcast.com you can watch along with us all right punk
0: now I'm whoa gonna... whoa biff what's that that's Calvin klein oh my god he's a dream Whoa, can kid kid stop 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 hey.
2: I'll get it back
0: to
1: you, alright? Thanks a lot, kid.
2: I'm gonna get that son of a bitch. Where
1: does he come
0: from? Yeah, where does he live? I don't know. But I'm gonna find out.
2: So I stand corrected, guys. So he does give it back to him after watching this. It's still broken. Yeah. But I think the kid does actually think it's cooler now that it's Yeah. Oh, definitely. Fixed, so.
1: I do like that in uh Back to the Future, and then in Back to the Future too. I, I like that there are like elements that kind of repeat. I think that's part of it, like this, right. like a motif of. Mm-hmm. Uh, not, it's not quite deja vu, but it's things yeah. happening over. You know, in in number two, they have basically the same exact same chase chase sequence on the hoverboard, uh, hover yeah. right? But then you know they flip the script and he he steals a little girl's scooter because uh, this Mattel thing pro- progress, female yeah. progress, you know, <laughs> and then uh, he tries to give it back to her in like a noble gesture. And then uh, she's like, F this, uh, <laughs> I've got it like a predator or the bulldog or pit bull, whatever, whatever, like, uh, you know, future Biff sons, uh-huh. uh, that, like that really nasty one with jets on it. Right. You know? <laughs> I look like this get I, out of here. I feel like this established Billy
0: Jane, Billy Zane as the historical snobbery bad guy jerk, because then he goes on the Titanic and he's the jerk on the Titanic. Right. Mm-hmm. Am I right?
2: So is Billy Zane the one with the the 3D glasses in the scene? No, he's got a toothpick. He's oh, he's a, the toothpick one, right, yeah, right, right. Because yeah. I lo- I do love the the 3D glasses guy mm-hmm. who's always come on.
0: Oh In the fifties, every pack of thugs had a very different kind of disposition.
1: Each individual had their own. Was he the Kanicki of the group, do you think? Yeah. Who was um what were your favorite uh biffs throughout? Like what was your what's your like Mount Rushmore of, of like the alternate versions of Biff? Yeah. Mm. The jerks. I liked um I liked uh Trump Biff. Oh the like the <laughs> Biffs Pleasure the, Palace. The eighties eighties uh, Trump Biff. I liked um the, I did like the one from Back to the Future three, like the the Griff yeah, uh, the you know nasty canasta type cowboy. Yeah. Um, this one also has Crispin Glover as this very
0: affable, sympathetic um, American kid versus the kind of weirdo that he we know. Oh, he's still a be, weirdo. You know, no. I think he's. I don't know. I still think, totally I think he's
1: like a, this, I think he's like the He's basically like the sci-fi nerd. Yeah, yeah. and um, just ostracized nerds.
2: <laughs> can we can we discuss Leia Thompson for a second? sure and her lustful adoration of her son in this and not just scene. lustful i mean it's not just like boy i want to bone him it's like boy i want to bone him i mean it is like gross like get a hold of yourself woman i mean it's it's just michael j fox i mean he's a little pint-sized canadian let's let's not get crazy here but no, I love the, I love this scene. I love this movie. It's it's just it's, it's fantastic Pretty perfect. all the way through. Okay,
1: so uh, maybe you should come in with your second. All right, so my I guess yeah, my number two. So we just swapped. we agreed on this one, yeah. yeah so so the uh, my second pick is really the reason why I wanted to uh, talk about this subject, which is about a month or two ago, uh, me and my wife were watching Police Academy on Netflix or something, maybe HBO, and uh, she'd never seen it. What? And, really? well, you know, some, what? some people have never read War and Peace. Yeah. Some people have never read, uh, seen a police academy. Yeah. Fair enough. So we watched it and it was pretty terrible. <laughs> and then, uh, hell, Police Academy 2 came on right right after. And that's much better. So, yeah, stick to that. Yeah. Police Academy 2 is, is is pretty good. Really where they found their comedic footing, I believe. But uh, for whatever reason, HBO had five Of the six, you know, classic police academies Uh on there, but they didn't have number four, which had one of the greatest and most stupidest uh, skateboarding scenes in any movie. (laughs) Uh, Police Academy four, citizens on patrol uh, with the main skateboarding scene, which I 100 percent saw in the theater, 100 percent remember seeing this. This has a uh, so this scene has uh, our two uh, I guess kind of protagonists. It's um, Mm -hmm. Arnie and Kyle, uh, aka uh, Brian Backer, aka Mark Ratner from Fast Times at Ridgemont High, yep, and David Spade from banging some nineteen-year-old waitress. Uh, <laughs> the teens are just out and they want to have fun. I, I think the best part is, I mean, the, the entire thing is the best, but it starts with uh, Arnie has to study, and then he's like, I got all these stuff to do, and, and the other guy's like, well, come on, let's go skateboarding. He's like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, he just drops <laughs> it. But here, let's watch, a, let's watch a scene from it. Hey, Arnie, where are you going? Home.
2: Look, Kyle, I got a boatload of stuff to do. I got a term paper due tomorrow and a history test.
0: I got to help my father clean the cellar and I have to do the dishes tonight.
1: What are you doing? I'm going to get the guys and hang out at the mall. Let's go.
2: Hey, Hardy, Kyle. Thought I told you guys no skateboarding in my district. This isn't
1: skateboarding, Sergeant. This is carrying skateboards. This is skateboarding. That was amazing. That was a scene. That was very much a skateboarding scene. Um, I, I do like it that I think this started. Uh, I don't know if it started, but it featured like a long tradition in skateboard movies to feature like pro uh, pro skateboarders. Very specifically, Tony Hawk. Uh, yeah, actually, it had um, all the guys from the Bones Brigade, which is the. It was like the Pal Peralta skate team, right? Uh, Steve Capiero, Tony Hawk, uh, Lance Mountain, guys like that, and. Um, This is one of those themes that happens in movies where, like, punk – or skateboarders are just seen as punks by the law. Right. If you're even holding a skateboard, you're automatically – Causing trouble. Yeah. You're you're Bart Simpson – you know, in El Barto or El something. Bar- yeah. <laughs> but, um, I, I think that, I think it's, there was so much, I liked it cause I think there was so much good energy about it. And it felt like, even though it was staged, it kind of felt real, especially with like the cameraman moving along with them and had a nice, yeah, a nice rhythm.
2: Did, uh, which, which one of those, the two leads do you think is less likely to actually know how to skateboard at all? Mark Ratner or uh, David Spade? Neither uh, of them look like really like they, they, I don't feel
1: like either of them are particularly
2: good on skateboards. Uh,
1: uh, well, Ratner's shirt. I, I don't know. It's incredible. It's like he just a dad it's, like, shirt. it's just this huge balloon he's wearing.
0: I immediately went to the IMDb and it said uh, Tony Tony Hawk said this was the only movie who's ever fired from. Oh, really? <laughs> so probably gratefully so. It also said that uh, in Steve Gutenberg's autobiography, which I have to get after this. Right. He said this is where he took David Spade under his wing. So that's maybe was the beginning. And perhaps the the death knell to Spade's feature film career. Uh, I want, I think this is a great example of how skateboarding was used to depict a counterculture or a rebel culture. Mm-hmm. It always was the, uh, the the kind of the denizen of kids who are on the periphery
1: of of the law. Or, well, it's funny because I think that that is true of the culture itself. It's not it's not just that they're portrayed that way. They're not necessarily, like, the worst people in the world. They shouldn't be hunted by cops. But there's definitely, like, a punk rock aesthetic to it. Yeah, uh, They're not on the tennis court. And for a way, they
2: were, like... Well, they sometimes
1: are skating on the tennis court. And then get out of
2: there. (laughs) For a while there in the 80s, like, say, early, mid-80s, they kind of took over that sort of pop culture vibe that the, uh, the punks had, like, in the Quincy episodes. Yeah, yeah. Or, like, Chips, you know, when, like... There was like the the, the 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 one punk guy who's kinda still okay, but then yeah. the other like really mean punks who are like doing drugs mm-hmm. and stealing stuff. Yeah.
0: It wasn't there a film skateboard bandits or something like that. There were all. You think BMX bandits. That's right, okay, sorry. But the, the I think par- bad kids. I think too. very briefly yeah. parkour replaced skateboarding <laughs> in films like what
2: Hey did. you kids, stop walking on that wall. Stop
0: parkouring.
2: <laughs> hey, I'm just walking. no, I know, that's the point. I'm just walking here. <laughs> just walk now this is parkour <laughs> <laughs> is that the by the way? We haven't even talked about that. That's the best, best skateboarding
1: line ever, yeah. right? The this now, this is skateboarding. Um, I think it carries over it like god. I kind of hope that George Lucas saw this movie and then it carried over to like a pod racing, pod racing yeah. <laughs> and then at the end when Anakin <laughs> accidentally blows up the you know the droid control ship, which is yeah, the movie's terrible. Okay, Richard, what's your second? <laughs> yeah, we're we're, we're I thought we said we'd never
2: mention that movie on the podcast, guys. <laughs> What's your second choice? Uh, so I'm going to stick with something that's sort of along that sort of vein of kind of late 70s, early 80s. I'm going to actually go in with a, a music video. Ooh. Um, and I'm going with the Freedom of Choice video by Devo, uh, which one thing I did not know, they are actually in the Skateboarding Hall of Fame. Devo, Devo is.
1: Wow. Yeah. Well, they, they wore those, you know, those helmets, those helmets, all very protective the energy domes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. They were so. very
2: protective too. So <laughs> no, I mean, Devo was like one of the bands, especially in the late seventies, early eighties, um, when they were, you know, when like this song came out and this is on, uh, Uh, The same album is Freedom of Choice album, Uh which has Whip It and Girl You Want. And their songs were huge in the skateboarding community. They had a big, huge following because that kind of like herky-jerky kind of rhythms Mm kind of fit really well with just the whole idea of skateboarding. And they supported it, too. So this video, they actually shot it in Marina Del Rey. Um, There is a skateboarding tournament or something that had been happening that weekend. And they got a bunch of the guys just to come and shoot some stuff with them. And so a lot of the skateboarders you see in the video are a lot of the Dogtown and Boy guys. So mm-hmm. Tony yeah. Alva is in it, Yeah, Stacey Peralta is in it. So a lot of the big hitters from like the, the really early founding days of skateboarding. Mm-hmm. All right. And I just think it's, A, it's my favorite Devo song I think ever, and then B, it, the skateboarding is actually integral to what the point is of the video. It actually flows with it really well.
1: Why did you pick that? <laughs> uh, the, my first, well, I'm sorry to jump in. I didn't know that Devo was spelled with a hyphen. It must be weird when they're like doling out like, yeah, okay, yeah, you're a D, you're an O, uh, you're V, you're hyphen.
0: There was also an interview with, think, Mark Mothersbraw where he,
2: he pronounces it Devo. Because it's, well, very quick aside, mm-hmm. because the whole idea is, was based on this theory of de-evolution. Yeah. That were basically that. We're not actually evolving from monkeys. That we've actually have reached our evolutionary peak, and now we're starting to devolve. Well, you saw that. In the,
1: you saw that in the video when you know, in the future, we are all giant, big-headed, space monster-looking guys,
2: possibly with uh, swim goggles on underneath <laughs> our giant heads. Hey, you
1: don't want chlorine.
2: Well, the no, skateboarding. The you want
0: what is interesting is that whereas in the police academy film, the skateboarders 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 were, skateboarders um, were the anarchists. Right. In a way, they in this they are in their red and blue uniforms. They almost seem to be kind of fascist or an Ian Rand wet dream or something. Right. Like that.
2: Well, and it's and to me the whole point of the song really is. I mean, the in the, the lyrics they kind of mix up. It's like it, thanks. Wait, what's the point of the song, Richard? I don't understand no, I have. Let me go to. Me wiki song Seems lyric. Like they're trying to tell me More, something. Well, no, the whole. I mean, obviously, the whole idea is that you've got. Kind of modern society, you think you've got all these choices, but it turns out your choices either tend to be between something bad and something really bad. Yeah, <coughs> Clinton, <coughs> Trump, <coughs> or um, political, political, getting political on your asses, or it, or you actually don't have a choice at all, yeah. or and that. Oftentimes, people don't really want a choice. There's that whole freedom of choice, the freedom versus freedom Freedom from from choice. Yeah, yeah. And so, yeah, you've got the skateboarders who are kind of this, like, symbol, like we've been talking about, of kind of anarchy and Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. freedom. Then they've got them in these very, like you know almost like you said fascist stylized things and then at the end of the video they go into like whatever crappy Woolsworth that is and I'll yeah. wind up everyone winds up getting like the same like lousy 70s mm-hmm. you know disco garb
0: yeah I think whereas some British punk kind of represented uh, the anarchy against any kind of structure I felt like being from the US being from Ohio Devo really just offered people this opportunity to rage against this uh, pre-marketed world that other people were being sold
2: by the music industry but also do it in a way that was sort of subverting it by almost doing that to an extreme being you know literally when they first came out people there were reviews that called them fascists oh yeah because of the whole like same looks everything is very yeah. robotic
0: yeah they almost like craftwork um
2: <laughs> yeah yeah very much that kind of like mm-hmm. satiring the sort of like cookie cutter nature of mm-hmm. society by becoming that more than anything
1: yeah. else i was most proud to see that uh see all the skateboarders in the in the video uh were wearing helmets and knee pads yeah. like they were very safe <laughs> safety first You don't guys. see a lot of that in in any of the films that we've uh, any of the scenes we've seen so so far well again with the devo with the image energy
2: helmets they're at the cutting edge yes. of, of and, and knee pads. Yes.
0: <laughs> okay, this is the midpoint. Just want to remind everybody you can get close to us, follow us, be near us, engage with us, dialogue with us through our social media sites. Go to our Facebook page, you'll probably find most of them, or just search Mount Rushmore Podcast anywhere and you'll get our Twitter or Facebook or Instagram and all that stuff. But uh, be sure to go to the website where you're going to see. Uh, Our show notes, which include the videos that we've been reviewing, which include cool articles that support some of the arguments that our contestants, Michael and Richard, are making and all kinds of dialogue that hopefully people like yourself will post. And be sure, guys, if you could do anything, we'd really ask you to go review the podcast on iTunes or your uh, podcaster listener thing of choice, but especially iTunes, because it helps people find out what we're all about uh, and helps people know that you're listening and, and they should too.
1: All right, so we're back. Michael, I think it's your third. Uh, before we get to our third choice, I just wanted to wish a very happy birthday to our good friends Ashley Lovesmith, oh, yeah? uh, Lex Luger, and Justin Long. Oh, wow. And um, to uh, all of our Bulgarian listeners, mm-hmm. I'd like to wish them a very um, happy day of Herso uh, Boti. What's going on oh, here? Jeff, what's and, going on here? Um,
2: <laughs> this is not in the script.
1: Our, to all of our ancient Roman uh, and vandals remembering the... Uh, Sack of Rome.
2: I like the Vandals. They're a good band. Speaking of eighties punk bands, uh, so are you abandoning? Are you no, abandoning I our, our, I our, have our format? No, what are we I doing? Literally, have you no doing idea. a history podcast?
1: And I just didn't. Like, I didn't <laughs> we haven't get been the memo. Getting, Maybe we can get some listeners from history. <laughs> I was trying something stupid. All right, what's your third? Uh, my third choice is um, the introduction scene to the daggers Ooh. Uh, from the movie Thrashin. With an apostrophe, so you know just how thrash (laughs) and extra it is. This is a 1986 movie uh, set in Los Angeles about um, Corey, who's an amateur skateboarder. Mm. And uh, he's in town for some sort of, I don't know. Skateboard competition, skateboard <laughs> convention. I mean, they, basically, he's like, like yada yada yada. Fast forward to the end of the movie, and he's got to race down a hill against this guy.
2: Which I see you see at the X Games quite a bit. That's like one of the that's <laughs> yeah. one of the events, right?
1: Just race <laughs> down a hill. Just race down a hill. Um, so he uh, falls in love with this. Uh, Girl named Chrissy, who is a brother of what? She's the brother. She. I'm sorry. She's the wow. sister. Wow. That's of, a
2: very, very, uh, very, uh, very advanced movie for the '80s. Very uh,
1: <laughs> complex love story. Uh, Chrissy is the sister of the leader of the evil gang, the Daggers, and his name is Hook. Because <laughs> what? I guess that makes sense. I don't know. I Does mean, he have a hook for a hand? Uh, so <laughs> or a foot? Does he have a hook for a none foot? none of these things? Mm. So she, uh, she uh, he, Corey. Uh, our hero uh, falls for Chrissy Um, but you know he Hook he won't have it it's a real Romeo and Juliet situation on skateboards
0: Hey guys guys. check it out Hook in the Dangers
2: thinks he's such a badass
1: of those guys trying to prove anyway. The, the guy's a killer, you know? I heard he hey, actually... Look, Mug's with. Him. So what he smells. Yeah, well, I caught him spying on a ramp when we were trying to build it. Yeah, well, I knew him when he was Ralph and he lived in the valley, man. Now he's monk and he thinks he's cool. I like the scene um, just because I think it's what... It's like that extra thing that people... Like, the, people... At some point, that was like the most violent... Thing that they can okay, have, so, have these guys do. So
2: for people who are listening and have, aren't having, oh, yeah, and maybe yeah, yeah, in your that's, car that's, or yeah, something, yeah, yeah.
1: Let's let's just let's just
2: break down real quick the scene, Michael. What 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 happens here?
1: Well, our car full of heroes, uh, featuring Josh Brolin as yeah uh, the main hero. Uh, they were just heading to the beach to do some skating, and then down the hill uh, comes Hook and the daggers. Now Hook's a real killer, apparently. That's right here. Um, <laughs> and uh, they kind of skate over their car and then they continue to cause very little trouble as they skate through the town. They do. They do menacing things like they menace the, the uh, a uh, guy in a truck by touching his truck. Mm-hmm. They t- they touch his truck and shoot him a look. Then they pat the head of a kid who's skateboarding See, very I, gingerly. Yeah, I really thought, you know, it's when they were skating up behind this little, you know, toe headed five-year-old kid yeah. on a skateboard i thought man they're just gonna blow this kid yeah. up and then they don't just pat him on the head hey kid let's go <laughs> yeah. and then uh they finally uh at the end encounter um a couple of guys that are break dancing a breaking crew a breaking crew of two and uh they slightly menace them again mm-hmm. and say breaking's over yeah and that and that and, and then, you know what they're mm-hmm. not they're not wrong yeah, by and, the way and they, they just, weren't wrong yeah they they push they push over the uh the boom box. box that was a dick move. Do you right? think Even more that likely.
0: the bad guys in this film are about as cool as the good guys, though? Because isn't somebody watching this movie going to think that they, the villain is kind of cool? Like those guys are kind of cool. They're intimidating, or
1: I, I guess so. Uh, I, he's. <laughs> I think that they really tried to play up that like his coolness with his you know um with his Marlon Brando cap yeah. from uh, the Wild yeah, Ones. Yeah, yes. the Wild Ones. Yes. Yes. Yeah, and but. He's like a bad guy, but didn't end up really. He was. He didn't seem that bad. Mm-hmm. And if you if, if you get to the end of the movie and please don't, don't, don't <laughs> to the end of the movie, uh, Hook and um, Hook and Corey have a like a big hill skate off. I wonder if it was yeah. the same hill. Probably was. Justin. Probably. And um, Corey wins and earns Hook's respect. Yeah. And
2: At the said, end, they do a bro handshake and go, I guess you're all right. My book. Basically. And then yeah, uh, he
1: cool. says, yeah, and you can go out with my sister. <laughs> cool. So skateboarding, uh, you Carb know, hard solves
2: problems. I mean, they were really going after. I mean, basically, the first time you see Hook and the thrashers? Or the daggers. Daggers. Thank you. Hook it's and daggers. the daggers. Yeah. They're very slowly skateboarding over this hill and You see their heads kind of come up. And yeah. it's like, so obviously, yeah. they're just trying to, it's like, the wild was it was like pitches. So these guys are like the wild ones, but on skateboards. And the what are the, you rebelling against? The main oh, what you got? Um, mostly main breaking <laughs> and McDonald's.
0: <laughs> the main bad guy usually can never really skate. That's why Hook was just standing up straight on that <laughs> skateboard. Right? right. As the actor, because he doesn't know how to do that. Nobody stuff. knows yeah. how
2: to skate. OK, what's your third, Richard? OK, so my third one, I am going with uh, the skateboarding scene from Scott Pilgrim versus the world. Um, so, if, it, if you guys haven't seen this movie yet, and unlike Thrashing, I would say please do go out and. Uh, Scott
1: Pilgrim is a great movie. Yeah, it's really, really, really great unexpectedly movie. great too.
2: Yeah, it's one of, we saw at the drive in, and I had sort of mixed expectations because I love Edgar Wright's stuff. I, mean, I love all the stuff he did with, uh, you know, Three Cornettos thing, but I had kind of limited expectations to it. And I'm not a huge gamer, and I know this was a movie that's very much sort of from the gaming world and a lot of the the the, the way it's shot and a lot of the effects are very much almost meant to kind of bring you into a video game
1: yeah i mean it was derived from a comic book the Mm -hmm. scott pilgrim comic book so it had it did kind of cross from had a lot of very comic book elements like paneling Mm yeah sort of elements and a lot of uh, stuff like that but then also kind of picked up on like the video game. Stuff right. as Well, yeah.
2: So uh, basically, Scott Pilgrim has to defeat the evil exes of his girlfriend. Um, and one of them is an skateboarder turned actor. Uh, his name's Lucas Lee, um, which, of course, is not at all related to the skateboarder turned actor, um, Jason Lee. I don't think they're based on the same character because at no point does Lucas Lee, you know, talk about Xenu or anything like that. So is
1: there. Uh, do you have like a. So Lucas Lee is played
2: by uh, Chris uh, Evans. Not Chris Pine, even though it's easy, of course, to mix the two up because all white guy superheroes <laughs> look the same to me. And he, yeah, he's basically this this champion skateboarder turned Hollywood action star. And they go to see him on the set of one of his movies, and basically immediately are intimidated by the fact that he's you know this movie star action star. Like how in the world can can you know Michael Sarah compete with that? So, yeah.
1: well, it's interesting because like. Uh- well, you'll, as you see in the scene, um, this is when Scott Pilgrim learns that uh, he has to battle each of like the evil exes. He does, right. I don't think he knew this up until this point. He's kind of caught, caught off guard and is like, what, what? Yeah. All right, let's go watch. Whoa. You are a pretty good actor. I'm going for the Oscar this year. But are you a pretty good skater?
2: I'm more than pretty good, S.A. I
1: have my own skate company. Can you do a thingy on that rail? It's
2: called a grind, bro.
1: So can you do a grindy thingy now?
0: Are you serious? There are like 200 steps and the rails are garbage.
1: Well, hey, if it's too hardcore.
0: You really think you can goad me into doing a trick like that? There are girls watching. Somebody get me
1: my board. Hi, big fan.
2: So I just love that scene. It, it, it's really just kind of sums up the whole look and feel like we talked about of the movie. It's got like those panels, like the whole when the first fight happens. And then whenever the skating scene happens, it turns in almost like this Tony Hawk video game
1: type thing. I, yeah, I liked. Um there's such a vernacular with uh, skateboarding, with kick, fl- kick flips and ollies, and right. uh, I, I liked that. And none of the movies that we've seen so far has that been mentioned at all, right? But uh, in this one, even uh, you know that Scott Pilgrim's, uh what's his? What's the actor? Uh, uh, Michael Sarah. Michael Sarah. Uh, he even was just like, can you do a thingy? Yeah. <laughs> a that was grindy. Just, it was just thingy. a grindy. It was just yeah. perfectly. Delivered right. When you're just out of touch of.
0: Mm-hmm. I think within the context of a, a graphic novel brought to film, he's been able to deliver incredible film performance for a TV actor because he can. He, oh, you know, wait a wait, wait to be a snob about it, by the way. He relates to the camera so well and
2: and doing such good work there. Hey, real quick, before we move on to the next one. Did, did you guys skateboard growing up?
1: Uh, I have a skateboard and it was the skateboard that had like. Every part of it was like, uh, was like protected. So it had, it, <laughs> it, it, it had like the rear. It, you know, most of these, like, at least, you know, street skateboards, they're very flat. Right. Uh, mine was kind of like, a, had, <laughs> kind of looked like mm-hmm. a Zeppelin <laughs> and it had like a big tail and it had a, a you know, like a bumper on the nose, right? bumper on like the, the tail, yeah. bumpers on the sides. I had and, a skateboard
0: uh, during the first wave of skateboarding, which wasn't the
1: but uh, 1940s. Yeah, oh, 1940s. nailed him. <laughs> yeah,
0: he's old. The, uh, with Benny Goodman had that song, a rinky dinky skateboard <laughs> they, the, When it wasn't cool. I remember when it came back, I'm laughing at the kids who were skating because it felt like a thing from the 70s.
1: Well, I think skateboarding definitely like watching a lot of videos leading up to this, um I just had no heart to do it. Like I had no desire to hurt myself or potentially hurt yeah. myself or put in like put in any of the work needed. needed because it's just it's just repetition mm-hmm. hours and hours and breaking, yeah, I, breaking bones and falling down and I am leaving I, your skin on the pavement. I
2: am woefully inept on a skateboard. Now when I was a kid I used to be a max. I had, like, a, a mongoose that had, like, the pegs and everything. And I could do, like, the standing on the pegs kind of mm-hmm. tricks and the tail whips and stuff like
1: that. But skateboards, nothing. Yeah. Yeah, no go. Okay, so what's your fourth? <laughs> My final one is... Uh, so, when I when I started thinking about movies, everything, all of them, the scenes in the movies, they all looked fake. They all didn't feel like real skateboarding. And uh, I had these memories, and I remember being in college in the dorm watching like skateboard videos that were put out by thrasher magazine they, they generally be put out by like skate brands so like um girl skateboards or uh chocolate like, they'd be like skate teams that would put together their own videos right. and we were watching this one and this guy just like you know they're just on the street just doing like just amazing things on the board. It was almost like dancing and I did a little research and I think this guy's name was Rodney Mullen. Oh yeah. And if you end up looking his stuff up like there's a weird like dance aesthetic to it. But that led me to kind of delving deeper into more skateboard videos those sorts of things and uh, Spike Jones has been involved in the skating yeah. world for 25 years. He kind of started out filming these guys. Uh, he would put... For um, I think it was for uh, uh, put out a video in like '91 called Video Days. Followed up with one called Mouse. And if you notice, in like none of his movies that he puts out, there's no skateboarding. Mm-hmm. And for a person that is so involved and like loves it so much, I was talking to my fr- with my friend Tyler, our friend Tyler, about this. It's like he loves it so much that he doesn't want to ruin it by putting it in a yeah. in a in a movie. But then he still makes these videos on the side with these skate teams. Mm -hmm. And um, as technology has gotten better, like if you go back and you watch video days, it looks just like, you know, a handheld camera. And then you move along to like a movie like, yeah, right. Which came out in 2003. He's using computer. He's using motion control cameras Mm -hmm. and green screened skateboards. Yeah. Um, But it seemed to culminate uh, in the opening scene for uh, a movie or a film called "Fully Flared" by the um, the Kiscape brand, so let's take a look. So, why'd you like that? <laughs> I think because it was just it was so filmic, and you could see. Oh yeah, just I guess cinematic. Not even filmic. It was cinematic. Cinematic. Yeah. uh, I loved how the music was keyed into all of the different explosions, and like it was just timed for when the music rises, and then something blew up. Yeah. It felt real, even though there were like explosions. Like the atmosphere of just a bunch of guys hanging around, especially in the back in the background, like. Mm If, if this was done by like a major motion studio, they would probably – everything would be focused on one guy skating. Yeah. But you see like background guys that are doing their own mm-hmm, thing mm-hmm. or you see like all these moving parts to it. But um, it would be interesting to see Spike Jones do a full – movie about skateboarding yeah. or whatever to see what you could capture instead you know
0: yeah i do feel like his well first of all i think skateboarding films have replaced the movie musical because honestly that's when the music kicks in that's when this incredibly acrobatic performance happens just like it could have been a fred astaire ginger rogers film where these people are doing amazing things to music mm-hmm. and we are a a gog at their incredible prowess and I think Spike Jones, perhaps if you were to say, "Well, what is a full length thing?" His his relationship with the Jackass guys uh, might, right. you know, that might be that that's the full length thing there, even though it's not skateboarding, but it's the st- type of stunt work that you see associated with skateboarding too. I
1: I, I you know like I have like a dual like I think a lot of people do, especially in your thirties and forties, you have like this kind of. Like, it's amazing to see skateboarders do their thing on the street. Yeah. But then at the same time, you're, yelling, you're late yelling yeah. at them to get off your property. Yeah. Right. And I think that we, you know, have this. The rock band that practices next
0: door and keeps you up late may also perform a great show somewhere that you would see and love.
1: <laughs> yeah. And so I think videos like this, you know, that they put out that really highlight how amazing they can be are yeah. very just fucking It almost cool it
0: seems like it needs a good director to kind of show you how balletic and acrobatic that that art form really is. Yeah. I, I like the part where things blew up. <laughs> yeah. That's good, too. I like the part where that fat guy was skateboarding. No, that never happens. All skateboarders <laughs> have 0% body fat.
2: Unless it's on a jackass video. <laughs> that's that's which, true. Which, by the way, Spike <laughs> Jones. All right, you've got to register your final. All right, I saved the best for laugh, last, boys. Um, I am going with the skateboarding assassins. <laughs> I can't even say it without laughing. Were they the enemies
1: of the daggers from Thrashen <laughs>
2: or? Oh, no, he's, I think he's an assassin for hire on a skateboard ah, hmm. from Hard Ticket to Hawaii, yeah. perhaps the greatest B-movie ever made. And by B, I should actually say technically triple B-movie, which is what the director, Andy Sedaris, would call these movies. They were uh, Bullets, Bombs, and uh, Babes. Ah. So Andy Sedaris was a quick quick uh, history lesson. He was a uh, producer for ABC Sports for like 30 years. He did Wide World of Sports. He did all the Olympics, Monday Night Football, And what he was really known for was one of the things he's really known for was uh, inventing the honey shot. Which is the shot going into the crowd to look for the uh, very attractive uh, female fan in between uh, in between plays? <laughs> and I'll post it. There's a YouTube video of him in the '70s talking about inventing this and how he's just basically it's horny old man and he understands he understands that's what the other people watching are horny old guys, so they want to see babes. <laughs> so after he retired, uh, he decided to start making movies, and what he wound up making were these series. of, I think there's twelve of them uh, movies that are essentially. B sub B level James Bond type movies, but all starring like former Playboy playmates or uh, Penthouse girls, mm. and they are just the most insane, crazily plotted, just manic, just incredible. Unc- I mean, and, and and not bad in a I can't watch it way, but I don't know if it's self consciously bad or just insane to watch. And Hard yeah. Ticket to Hawaii is, was the second one. I think it's the one that's the best one. It's got the most crazy stuff. Um, one of the scenes that obviously, when we get into the Mount Rushmore of best Frisbee scenes, yeah, there is a scene where the main hero played by Ron Moss, who was the bass player for the band Player, who had a hit with Baby Come Back. Um, and later was on uh, Bold and the Beautiful mm-hmm. for like 40 years. He takes a Frisbee that it has been tricked out to have uh, razors coming out all around them. Like you do. As as they sell at Walmart. And throws it at a bad guy, pretending to play Frisbee with him, a bad like security guard type, and cuts off the guy's hands. It's incredible. <laughs> so anyway, but this scene, maybe my favorite scene in the whole uh, movie. So let's go. Go watch it. I would encourage you guys, please go watch it. Even if you're driving, I would normally say, <laughs> you know, keep your eyes on the road. But in this case, <laughs> you can do both. So just let's, let's let's do it all together.
1: Hang on, Ronnie. We got some nutcase in front of us. Man, he must be smoking some heavy doobies.
0: Woo. Here's a gun, skater. Blow him away. No problem, baby. Out, he's got a gun. Uh. Jade, how bad you hit?
2: I've been better, but I'll live. Let's
1: get that turkey. bazooka, Rowdy? It's the only gun I can hit a moving target
2: with. I so, don't know why we even came back. We should just leave on that. Right?
1: So, uh, let's, let's discuss everything that happened in that scene. Well, I would just like to say, finally, someone has taken out these rotten skateboarders that have been menacing us for the past 45 minutes on this podcast. It
2: really is. It's glad to, like, kind of wind up with a bang. And with a bang, I mean literally someone getting shot with a bazooka. <laughs> Very
1: cathartic. So, um, again, for the, those of I you. I didn't understand what. I didn't, I didn't know who the good guy was at first or the bad guy. Obviously, I, I haven't seen any part of this. I thought. Context doesn't make it any better, Michael. I guess really. not. But. um yeah. So, so what?
2: So, so the, the two main good guys, Rowdy and I don't know, the long haired guy, I can't mm-hmm. remember what his name is, are driving and they see a, a guy who looks like John Gruden with more hair, wearing jams and a button up shirt, skateboarding on his hands, doing a handstand down a uh, down a, a, a hill from a road in Hawaii, because this is, of course, a hard ticket to Hawaii and they're that's th- Topanga. I don't think that's Hawaii. <laughs> well, Topanga is a party Topanga, okay. Topanga, Hawaii. All right. Um, and of course the response is, Whoa, somebody's, somebody's is pretty, heavy is pretty heavy doobies. So he gets the skater, gets down to the bottom of the hill, meets a fat guy in a modified Jeep who gives him a gun. Yeah. And then they drive past the other, the, the good guy's car back to the top of the hill. Well, a, a gun and yeah, I'm sorry. You left, left out the a gun and a crucial and a blow up doll.
0: Meanwhile, a keyboard on keyboard on demo mode is playing through the whole. <laughs>
1: sure, yeah, my <laughs> Casio 200 is really cranking it out. Uh, another thing that led me to believe that the the guy in the modified Jeep uh, uh, was the was the bad guy was that he was using that blow up doll to get you know to drive on the in the Diamond Lane. That's
2: <laughs> right. Well, it's, it's it in Hawaii. It's a black diamond lane. So, uh, so so they, they get to I, I, they get to the top of the hill. That guy gives Skater, which is I think his name. Here you go, Skater. Go get him. He takes the gun and the blow up doll, which by the way has a, a bikini on because this is a tasteful movie. <laughs> and then skates back down the hill, hiding the gun behind the blow up doll. I guess. Yeah. And then shoots at the guys, and hits the tire, and possibly hits the driver. Although I think maybe it was just shrapnel from the 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 hitting the it tire. Have that wheel. It literally does literally But matter, the yeah. point is, the guy pulls over and is shot in the heart. The other guys, are you okay? Well, I've been better, but I'll live. Thanks, doctor. Thanks, Thanks. doctor. Thanks. Yeah. So <laughs> they reverse. By the way, the car still has a blown out tire. Reverse. Skater tries to shoot him again. He gets hit by the car, goes flying about 20 feet in the air. Uh-huh. Other guy has a bazooka, shoots him with a bazooka while he's in the air, then turns and immediately shoots the blow up doll, which has mm-hmm. now been flung another 20 feet in the air. And for whatever goddamn reason, hits that and blows that up. Yeah. Because, because it's been established that the only, th- he's terrible, he's a terrible shot with his gun. The only thing he can hit that's a moving, with a moving target is a bazooka. Mm-hmm. This
0: insight and into, into Hawaiian culture that we have not <laughs> seen, it makes me realize like skateboard is different on the mainland than <laughs> it is on the island.
2: Yeah, that's what they call the Hawaiian
1: style the of skateboarding, style of
2: skateboarding. <laughs> where you always do it with a blow-up doll murder,
1: yeah. and murder people. Is the bazooka like just the best weapon that has ever been invented? <laughs> like, Why wouldn't you use a bazooka at all times? At all times. I, you know, in Commando, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger... Oh, oh, yeah. uh, Uses a bazooka to take out some guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, his uh, kind of girlfriend in it uses right. a bazooka. Like it is the it's the best it's the thing. best sounding weapon. It's got the best name. Now, I know you guys like Star Wars Minute. Yeah,
2: I swear to God, we could do a, a whole new pod podcast series on on Hard Ticket Hawaii Minute <laughs> and just a different minute of every one of this. I, also I, the, I could do an hour. On that this. would be
1: the first. Easy. That would be the first. Um, the first podcast to have negative. Listeners,
0: right? <laughs> For me, the first, from the first comment, he's smoking some pretty heavy doobies. It makes me wonder how many do you, sp- do you smoke multiple doobies and how, then invert yourself on a skateboard going downhill? How heavy can the doobies be? I mean. <laughs> They're plural doobies. So you've each registered all four of your choices. Am I right? Yep. yep. Okay. So uh, now it's time for the judge's choice before I do. I just want to applaud Michael for abandoning for the first time his habit of categorizing his choices. I'm not saying that that habit can't come back, but it seems like a letting go that is happening here.
1: Um, It'll probably
2: return next week. Okay, all right. Oh, the Adlerian, Adlerian uh, therapy is not working as well as we thought.
0: So this is time for the Judge's Corner uh, as I mentally tally up who is the winner. And the Judge's Corner is something you might, uh, the listeners, have been thinking could have been a choice for either of our contestants. That's gleaming the cube, the be all and all of awesomely bad but still awesome skater movies. And I think this also represents an evolution that we've seen here. Because at the beginning of the podcast, skateboarders were kind of outsiders. And they were mistakenly identified as the criminal element where really they were just kids having fun and maybe kind of uh, a little bit more fun than the law will allow, as the Dukes brothers uh, had. <laughs> but towards the end, we they evolved into the actual criminals and murders and assassins that we all really know them to be. Do we not? Do we not? Uh, but in Gleaming the Cube, it's also kind of an evolution here uh, And there's so much fun to have in this because of Christian Slater, obviously, in all his 80s glory, the Vietnam- Vietnamese Mafia is featured in Gleaming the Cube and Tony Hawk in his appearance as a Pizza Hut delivery man. <laughs> Uh, Christian Slater has a makeover going from uh, punk to prep, you know, so he has his little pretty woman moment. So there's a lot to offer in this movie. As well as skateboarding. Well, as well as skateboarding
2: skateboarding. in there, too, I hear.
0: As much as I dislike Christian Slater, which I do, he did do a lot of movies that embodied counterculture from like Pump Up the Jams or he was a DJ. I'm sorry.
2: He did do a lot of movies. Pump that invo- up the jams would be a great movie. Though. I'd like to see that. Just like just pump up the jams. Pump sponsored up by the
0: Smuckers. Time. Pump up the jams, oh, and then yeah. the um, Heather's. Obviously, was kind of he was kind of an outsider there, and then Robin Hood, where you know he was definitely an outsider. JFK. JFK. Uh, so let's take a look. We are back and this judge has made his choice of who is the winner of this round of the Rushmore podcast. And I'm going to have to say, even though uh, there was a lot of choices that were the same uh, for both Michael and Richard, I got to go with Michael's. What? Yeah, yeah. I, I feel like Michael's the winner. You know, I
2: know. OK, I, I usually by the way, I usually am totally on board with your decisions. I am a gracious loser, <laughs> if nothing else. I think we all know
1: Emphasis this is on the loser, though. But
2: Hard ticket to Hawaii, you guys. I think you're pandering.
0: I oh, you're no. you're pandering,
2: that's right now. It's the greatest scene ever. Oh. Well,
0: anyway. you know what? I think I think uh, Michael's uh, choices ran a spectrum of definitely from the kind of the uh, very simplistic to the sublime. You know, we, we both chose the Back to the Future, but how corny and cheesy is that citizens on patrol scene? And then how epically and kind of amazing was the fully flared... Uh, scenes. So that's why I chose Michael. Uh, I'm not going to defend myself. I'm just going to make this choice and
2: history will judge me. We're going to bring in a judge to judge the judge. Who's watching the Watchmen? Uh, really, who is? <laughs> well, that's this episode of the Rushmore
0: Podcast. want to invite you, like we always do, to follow us on social media or follow us as we walk down the streets of Los Angeles. And uh, um, that's been the, this episode. I'm Jeff.
2: I'm Richard. I'm Michael. See you next time.